Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. I'm always happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I. That's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to live happy, empowered, and successful lives. And this program has been on the air now. I'm in year four, and I have another show on the air locally that's been on the air nine years. So I really believe in positive living, and I really do believe, and I interview the experts that tell us so that we can have the lives we want to have. Today I'm, I'm really excited. I have on an amazing author who's world-renowned, and her work is also very groundbreaking. And uh, for those of us who are a little bit older, we may remember her very first book, which is now 30 years in the making, and that is Gail Sheehy. Gail Sheehy was the author of Passages, and which is one of the most transformational books ever written. And Gail has a new book, among many, but her newest book is Sex and the Seasoned Woman, Pursuing the Passionate Life. And this is her, uh, in, in her most groundbreaking work since Passages in the Silent Passage, this book really looks at the former, formerly taboo subjects shared by candid stories of women ages 50 and up exploring relationships, sex, and other passions. Hello, Gail Sheehy. Hello, Patricia. Thank you for being on the program. I'm thrilled. All right. The Seasoned Woman. Um, before I ask you about a seasoned woman, let me, let me kind of give you what I feel is a stereotype. We have women 50 to 60 who are healthier now, um, we're more conscious, uh, or many of us are more energetic and active, and many of us have all that drive and passion, but we're also with partners or have been with partners that don't have it. And we read your book, which, which shows that you can break through that, but we're sitting there saying, well, yeah, that's nice for them, but I, I don't have the, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm scared to do that because that means making a change. What do you say? Well, you know, the very first woman that I interviewed, the seasoned woman, was in exactly that place, and uh, I met her in a cafe. She heard me talking with my husband about this idea for the new book, and she said, you know, and I, I was, for five years, I was trying to get up the nerve to leave my marriage. No, my husband wasn't a bad guy, but... He had just stopped jumping from one lily pad to another. He was stuck, and I was moving on. And she was a nightclub singer, and she was her career was blossoming, and children were gone. And so finally she got divorced at 50, amicably. But she figured, okay, I'll just be sitting home watching reruns of, uh, you know, the Brady Bunch for the rest of my life mm-hmm. on the couch. Mm-hmm. But the next thing she knew, because her eyes and her heart and her mind were open, she began meeting and seeing men everywhere. And, you know, finally a man, a young man, 15 years younger, at her church group, mm. asked her to have lunch. And she was astonished that he was interested in her. But there's a lot going on with seasoned women and younger men. And he liked the fact she had a kind of what-the-hell-life-is-short joie de vivre. Mm-hmm. But she was also emotionally stable. And, in- and married. And ma- <laughs> well, she was divorced, actually. She okay. was already, she was separated and okay. on her way to being divorced. And so he became what I call her pilot light lover. 
mm-hmm. you know, she'd been in a moribund, sexually moribund and emotionally uh, deadened marriage for some years. And now suddenly the pilot light was very much reignited. And all those same wonderful, crazy kind of obsessional thoughts, will he call? Oh, I don't really care. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> right? Um, and we know that one well, Gail. Yes, we know that one. Uh, but here's the difference with the seasoned woman. Another woman I interviewed uh, had gone through that. She uh, had her finally gotten up the courage. She was about 50 pounds overweight. And every time she would be, you know, winked by a man who wanted to meet her, she would just shy away. Mm-hmm. Finally, she... This one man was pressing her, and she wrote back to him saying, but I'm I'm big. And he wrote back saying, my deceased wife was big. I like big. Meet mm-hmm. me. And he became her pilot light lover. But it only mm-hmm. lasted six months, which is the usual um, length of time. You know, pilot light lovers aren't usually keepers. But it re-energized her, and she felt sensual, and she began going mm-hmm. to the gym and whittling down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she found that the Internet was a candy jar full of men and met so many men who became friends and who were there for her when she had um, downs in her life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after this, she got some perspective on this first romance, which she had been thinking, you know, was going to be turned into the best marriage ever. She realized that, you know, losing a man is not devastating. You save mm-hmm. devastating for cancer. Mm-hmm. That's profound, right? It it is. Uh, Here's a question. You know, a woman listening to this and saying, you know, that really sounds exciting, but do I really want a pilot light lover? Because, you know, then it's just sex, and do I really just want sex in my life, or is it more than that? What do you say to that, Gail? Well, most of the seasoned women, I find, who are uh, divorced or single uh, or widowed, um, they don't want to be tied down again. They're not looking for a new marriage. They're not looking for a long-term commitment um, because they don't want to defer. They've been there. They've done that. Mm-hmm. What they really want, for a while anyway, is fun and romance and flirting mm-hmm. uh, and good sex, but with somebody they like uh, mm-hmm. and somebody who appreciates them and isn't threatened by their accomplishments, not just plain sex. No, nobody is. Mm-hmm. That's just not on. Right. What about the woman, though, that may be the exception to what you're saying who is recently divorced or, or separated and does want to find a committed relationship and also does want the passion and, you know, does want the, the, the sexual pleasure but also wants more, um, what do you say there? Well, I say you may have unrealistic expectations or right up front. Uh, and I've heard men say to me, you know, uh, some of these women on the Internet, I mean, they're really clear about what they want, you know, and they'll just say, if you're not interested in a committed relationship, let's don't even bother having coffee. Well, mm. what a turn, turn mm. off. I mean, come on. Right. You know, <laughs> you have to get to know somebody and kind of, you know, see if you jibe and if there's chemistry. So mm. I think what, you know, women who ultimately would like to be remarried or settle down, mm-hmm. you don't meet a soulmate. You forge a soulmate. It you mean you time. develop it over time? It takes time, yeah. You develop it over time. What was the most um, interesting thing or maybe surprising thing that you found in doing your research with all the women and men that you interviewed, or actually women? Well, the main thing was how willing they were to talk about and the, their experiences and, and the stories they told. I mean, there's so many different ways of going about pursuing the passionate life. And the book is full of stories. It's not 
statistics, it's not celebrities. And the stories, I think, are what people will identify with and will give different people different ideas. I mean, there are some kind of far-out ideas. There are some women who were heterosexual and had children and, you know, were reasonably satisfied with that, but they cross that meridian in mm-hmm. midlife and form a, find themselves falling in love with another woman. That's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a woman who was a periodontist and, you know, very uh, never married, uh, married three times, excuse me, um, looking down oral cavities every day, a pretty circumscribed world. Mm-hmm. And she got to 45 and she said, well, gee, I have the time and the money to do something that I've always wanted to do. I'm going to learn how to fly. So she takes flying lessons and falls in love with her 25-year-old flight instructor mm-hmm. uh, and has the guts to, you know, let that happen. Well, four years later, they have a hangar together, four planes, and they're still together. So you never know. It's taking one step at a time. Oh, but it's also taking risk. And, taking. and breaking out of the mold. I mean, we as women who were baby boomers, and I'm included in that, we weren't taught any of this. I mean, we were taught, as I was taught, you, you got married. And, you know, if you wanted to have a career, fine, but make sure you had a guy who could support you. Exactly. You were secondary. Well, you know, that's the big change. With the, with the uh, you know, the forward half of the baby boom, we're now between 50 and 60. Right. The, and they were too, too young for maybe to partake in the sexual revolution, certainly to partake in the, in the full, you know, flush of the women's uh, mm-hmm. revolution. Um, so now is the time. Now is your time. And this is the time to say, I don't have to go on pleasing. Mm-hmm. There's some people I, I want to please, and the rest can just go fly a kite. This mm-hmm. is time for me to rediscover who I am and the dormant parts of myself that I left behind mm-hmm. when I was deferring to everybody else. And isn't it also a time, particularly if you're recently divorced or separated or widowed, to say, you know what, I may want to find that partner because that's what's comfortable for me, but maybe this isn't the right time. Maybe this is the right time to really find me. I'm so glad you said that because when I um, kind of parsed what I think of as the phases of pursuing the passionate life. There are five mm-hmm. phases. And kind of the best way to go through it is one after the other. The first one being... Well, you know what? Let's save that for the break. Okay. Because I'd, I'd really like to do that. I'd like you to talk about these five five phases. Okay. All right. My guest today is the renowned Gail Sheehy, and her best-selling book, Passages, uh, is now in its 30th anniversary. And what's so exciting is that the Library of Congress's survey showed that her book was to be one of the top ten influential books of our time. So this is an amazing woman who sees uh, sees the future, and what she's doing right now in her new book is certainly looking at what's going on, which is groundbreaking. And her newest book is Sex and the Seasoned Woman, Pursuing the Passionate Life. And she really explores candid stories of women ages 50 and up in exploring relationships, sex, and other passions. So, folks, although you won't be calling in, you can log on to gailsheehy.com. Is that correct, Gail? Yes, but there's an even newer website that is key to this book alone called seasonedwomansnetwork.com. Okay. And it has a reader's guide. Yes, and I looked at that, and that's very interesting. You can actually chat online and you can form groups. Right. So that's very exciting. All right, folks, you're listening to Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. New voices, new communities, new devices. VoiceAmerica.com Expand love and light in the universe. Tune into Miracles Happen, Dreams Do Come True with Iris Jackson every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Each week, Iris and her guests empower, encourage, affirm, acknowledge, and remind us of who we really are, providing tools and processes to fulfill our destiny passionately, victoriously, and joyously. Miracles Happen, Dreams Do Come True is under the guidance and direction of our beloved I Am Presence, the seven mighty Elohim, the ascended masters, and the legions of light, and is given Given with fervent and heartfelt wishes that all of your dreams come true and are a thousand times more wonderful than you ever dreamed possible. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dogs. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Uh, I am so excited today. We have on really a world-renowned author. Her name is Gail Sheehy, and for those of us who are in our midlife, we remember her groundbreaking book, Passages, which is now in its 30th anniversary. And the Library of Congress survey showed her book to be one of the top ten influential books of our time. Gail Sheehy has now written a new groundbreaking book, for, for again, I think for us boomers, called Sex and the Seasoned Woman, Pursuing the Passionate Life. And this explores the candid stories of women ages 50 and up exploring relationships, sex, and other passions with extraordinary openness. Welcome back, Gail. Oh, I'm happy to be here, Patricia. All right. Let's talk about these five phases of the pursuing the passionate life. Okay. 
the first phase usually is what I call the romantic renaissance. You know, if you're if you're open and heart and mind to the idea of a personal renaissance in midlife, something or somebody will reawaken your senses, and you're going to know again the romance of the new. And mm-hmm. here's a romantic rush that, if you're married, might happen uh, on the first holiday you take alone together uh, after you drop the last child off at college. But for a postmenopausal divorcee, it might begin with picking up a dream that's been long deferred. Or it might uh, begin with some Internet dating or, you know, uh, saying, yes, you will go out to lunch with the younger man you meet at church or on the firing line or um, at the golf course. And then maybe he turns into the pilot light lover and mm-hmm. suddenly you feel like a sensual woman again. Uh, and that romantic renaissance is very important to follow with the next phase. And I think this addresses the question you were asking before about, you know, suppose you want to find the one and mm-hmm. uh, immediately after you're made single again, you find somebody and you you want to close the deal. Mm-hmm. But it's very important to go to phase two, which is learning to be alone with your mm-hmm. new self. Mm-hmm. Uh, because women, women need to learn how to be alone without feeling abandoned before they launch their last child, if they have one, or before they find themselves without a partner. And, you know, it, it's it's little steps like mm-hmm. learning how to go out to dinner alone mm-hmm. and really enjoy it. Hey, you know, I, I, hold on a minute. I want to go back to the first one, which is kind of, you know, understanding that you that you are feminine again and, you know, want to have the passion. Mm-hmm. What if you have all that in you and there's something in you from your past or your background or what your parents told you or your culture that says, you know, just you're going to be very careful now. You're not going to show that. That, that's afraid, that you're fighting yourself is my question. What well, do you do? There's lots of women like that, and particularly in uh, conservative communities, uh, uh, Christian South. Uh, there's a whole chapter about uh, women in the heartland uh, wrestling with a social and religious environment that still sees a single older woman who dates around as a hussy. Right. Well, you have to regain confidence in yourself as a sensual woman, but you have to just, you know, know that some of your friends are going to drop you and keep putting mm-hmm. yourself out there, trying different relationships, uh, sexual encounters, but with safety, mm-hmm. uh, stopping judgmental of yourself. Uh, this, the one woman that I was writing about said, oh, I kept saying, I, this is wrong, I shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. And then she... Uh, she finally said over the 11 years, those shoulds changed as her sexual confidence grew. Mm-hmm. And then she said uh, she wasn't going to get married. She wanted to just, you know, uh, actually she said, sometimes I feel like a man because she could actually have a relationship that wasn't deeply uh, soul-connected but was just fun and romantic and good sex. Mm-hmm. Well, then she's 56 years old. And she was able to stand up and say, okay, I have a little tummy in cellulite, but I'm so confident now that I'm a, anybody who's with me is lucky to be with me. I'm awesome. Look at this body. <laughs> She'd been going to the gym. She'd been swimming. Mm. She looked great. Uh, and she had, you know, it was gradually a reclamation project. Right. Then it turned right. out she'd just gotten remarried. Right. But what you're saying is you have to make up your mind that you're going to break that mold and you're going to do it slowly by getting out there, by feeling good about yourself, by being around support networks, by doing things for yourself. 
but you've got to you've got to break. Somehow you have to have the motivation to say, "I can't listen to those old voices anymore." That's right. And you don't. You probably aren't going to fit with those people anyway. If mm-hmm. you're coming out of a divorce and you're in a conservative environment, you know it's all coupled environment anyway. So you're probably going to be a kind of a bump on the log. You're not going to be as comfortable as you might going out with your married friends. Mm-hmm. So you'll keep some who are really, really good friends and the girlfriends probably, and you find a new circle. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, now we did, I think, two phases. Now phase three. Phase three is the boldness to dream. You know, Carl Sandburg had a wonderful line in his poetry. He said, nothing happens unless first a dream. And by mm-hmm. dream, I don't mean a hobby. I mean some, a really a new concept of yourself in the world. And I think we need that in our second adulthood because it's a long, long time. Mm-hmm. The women today who are 50, they're at least going to live into their 70s and probably 80s, maybe 90s, and 3 million boomers are going to live to 100. So it could be you. Mm-hmm. And you want it to be a lively, healthy mm-hmm. 100. So you have to have a new dream because... The old went with a different uh, set of roles. And, and also I think there are a lot of women in their late 50s, and I include myself in this, that feel 10 or 15 years younger and look that way. Exactly. And so, you know, we look at this number and we say, I don't feel that number. Right, right. And the funny thing is, I know this has happened to me. I mean, I wore a skirt last night that I, I, had, I bought 15 years ago probably because uh, that's all I had in my closet. The cleaners lost my new, new one. Well, my new one is four inches shorter than my old one. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, you know, 15 years I'm feeling younger mm-hmm. and wearing a shorter skirt and also my legs look better because I do exercise six days a week, mm-hmm. which really often starts happening when women have time to go to the gym. Yeah, They don't have time until the last child goes off to school. Mm-hmm. So the boldness to dream is really an important, important phase, and it it may take a year or two to figure out what your passion is, what, what that dormant part of yourself that um, really needs to be reactivated. I'll give you an example. Uh, a woman in my building in New York was just divorced. She'd been divorced after some years of emotionally dead and sexually dormant marriage. She tried single dating. She was not having any luck. Moved in with her mother, moved back to New York. She was kind of miserable. She was in depression. And here I see her walking down the street, and she's swinging her arms, and she's singing on the street where I live. Mm. I caught up with her, and I said, what's going on? And she said, I'm taking voice lessons. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to sing backup for Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. and, but my husband would always make fun of me when I would sing. I didn't have the nerve to join a chorus. Mm-hmm. Now I'm taking voice lessons. She said, I, it's a passionate thrill. I, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I practice my scales. She mm-hmm. said, it, I can only liken it to... Like having a love affair, she said, I have a crush on singing. That's a passion. And that often leads, when you do what you love, love may find you. You're very like, much more attractive. Well, there's, there's a book, there's a book uh, Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow, Marshall oh. Tar. So this well, is like, do what you love and the passion will follow. And the passion will follow. <laughs> That's right. All right, phase four. What's phase phase four? four? Soul seeking. Uh, and this is often as we move into the late 50s and beyond because now there's a shadow of mortality and, you know, that can be very positive because you start counting backwards and you really start using your time more selectively. Um, and I think you're seeking your own soul. 
spiritual growth becomes really paramount. And we try out alternative spiritual paths, perhaps, even if we've been brought up in a strong religious tradition. And then a different kind of love relationship is usually desired by this stage, um, a deeper soul connection. Mm-hmm. And you don't find a soulmate on the Internet. You forge a soulmate mm-hmm. over time. So the idea of, you know, finding the one right away and closing the deal isn't going to be as long-term satisfying as forging a soul connection over time. Mm-hmm. And there's a marvelous story in the book about a woman who was uh, the first female uh Secretary of State in a Midwestern state. She, um, Minnesota, uh, her husband died uh, of a massive heart attack when she was in her late 50s. Uh, she continued on a campaign, kept busy, uh, and then she began, instead of going into mourning deeply and removing herself from the social scene, she looked up the uh, obits and she realized that one a man that she used to date in college had just lost his life. So she began inviting him out. And within no time, she found out he had carried a flame for her all that mm. time. And we met, I met them on Valentine's Day Eve, mm-hmm. which is just right around where we're talking. Yes, yes. And um, they invited me as the third wheel to their anniversary dinner, marking the night 11 years before when mm. he proposed to her. And they were so romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, she had been slated to um, be run for governor, but she um, retired from that uh, idea. She said, I retired when Mr. Wonderful came into my life. And of, yeah. they yeah, were wonderful. very active politically as, you know, party leaders and mm-hmm. volunteers. But they had a, you know, a house on the lake, and they, they, were, they were in their early 70s by now. And she, they were going off to walk the gates, uh, Christo's gates in New York, and they were going from there to ski for a week. So what you're saying is it's never too late. It's never, never too late to find a passion. We're going to take a break. My guest is the renowned Gail Sheehy, who is a groundbreaker, has been for many years. Her new book is Sex and the Seasoned Woman, Pursuing the Passionate Life. There's plenty more folks, and you can log on to Seasoned Woman. What is it, Gail? Seasoned Woman? Seasoned Woman, uh, Seasoned Woman's Network. Seasonedwomansnetwork.com. All right, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. Solid programming. Outstanding shows. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you ever wonder what's in your future? Why you are the way you are? Or what your dreams really mean? Then tune in and call in to The Jackie Marie Show with professional psychic Jackie Marie. With over a 90% accuracy in her psychic predictions, Jackie Marie answers your questions in psychic phenomenon, dream interpretation, numerology, astrology, hypnosis, recognition of your psychic gifts, and so much more. Along with her co-host, Alan Richard, Jackie also provides her psychic insight on celebrities, politicians, new items, and a mystery of the week. The Jackie Marie Show, broadcasts every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific. Pacific Time, 9 Eastern, right here on the Voice America channel. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. 
Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Invoke thought, feeling, and inspiration into your life right here on voiceamerica.com. Business, sports, religion, legal, pets, entertainment. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. We're here on America's Voice, America, uh, which is VoiceAmerica.com. And you log right on to voiceamerica.com and hear my show and many other great shows on the network, which has really expanded in the last four years. My program, Positive Living, is all about finding practical solutions and positive principles so you can lead the life that you really want to lead. And I've been doing this work for over 20 years, and I interview the experts who not only tell us we can, but have proven that in their own lives and through the people that they've worked with. Today certainly is no exception. My guest today is a world-renowned author who has made such a difference in many people's lives for over 30 years. Her name is Gail Sheehy, and her first major groundbreaking book was Passages. And Passages is in its 30th anniversary, and the Library of Congress's survey showed her book to be one of the top ten influential books of our time. Her newest groundbreaking book is Sex and the Seasoned Woman, Pursuing the Passionate Life. And in this book... She explores a formerly taboo subject by sharing the candid stories of women ages 50 and up by exploring relationships, sex, and other passions with extraordinary openness. Welcome, Gail. Thanks for Happy to be up. with you. All right. Let's, um, I want to ask you a couple of other things, but first let's get to that fifth phase of living the passionate life. Well, I'm glad we got to the fifth stage. It's graduating to grand love. And this is the pot of gold at the end of the arc of pursuing the passionate life. Um, if you're married, uh, you should be enjoying greater confidence. And uh, if you revived the sparks in a long marriage and accepted your differences, the ride from here on should be very smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and men and women kind of exchange a lot of their characteristics as they get older together. And it allows for them to be really mutual, to um, you know, be much more fluid about the roles they play. And um, sex can also be enlivened by the simple fact that you have more time as you get older. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that, you know, a broader view of life and the shorter time to live favor the growth of the communal heart. Mm-hmm. And that, by that I mean the uh, love for the wider community expressed through giving creatively, um, philanthropically, or through activism. Right. That becomes a very important part of um, the life of a seasoned woman as she um, gets older. Would you repeat the five stages again, please? Sure. Review them, just to repeat them. 
the Romantic Renaissance, mm-hmm. uh, the learning to be alone with your mm-hmm. new self, mm-hmm. the boldness to dream, mm-hmm. soul-seeking, mm-hmm. and graduating to grand love. Mm-hmm. But grand mm-hmm. love doesn't have to be confined to just doing good in the manner of a chaste church lady. Um, right. At the end of the book, I ta- write about another role for older women, that of a seasoned siren. And, you know, there are, all through history, some of the most uh, seductive women are older women. Uh, older women who aren't dependent on beauty, but they have great vitality, wit, and sass. And here's something I found that I thought was fascinating. They almost always have the ability to tell a good story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, the confidence. There, there has to be that, you know, the confidence that they exude. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's very attractive. And they also have a kind of a, what the hell, closing time joie de vivre. Right. And, and I think what you're talking about in the second stage, you know, when you've been either divorced, separated, or lost somebody important in your life, and in that second stage you're having to find yourself again, that's the time when you regain that because sometimes it's been knocked out of you. That's right. You know, I mean, you really, you just feel abandoned. You just, you, you've lost your confidence temporarily. That's right. As one woman said um, who had a long-term marriage and she'd done, you know, a typical thing for an older boomer. She'd put her husband through medical school, mm-hmm. didn't yeah. finish college herself, da-da-da, went back to school later, got her master's as a psychotherapist, but that really wasn't her dream. And actually her revitalization came through a spiritual search, mm-hmm. and she became very interested in uh, taking uh, retreats and spiritually growing. Her husband poo-pooed it and said, you're just weak. You just can't face up to the world. Well, that really got her. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, I'm there's something in me growing. And if you can love this person, we belong together. If you can't, then maybe we don't. Mm-hmm. And she left him to separate. I mean, asked him to separate. They separated. And <clears throat> she continued growing. And finally, she said, well, we could, we could date. Mm-hmm. So he, he would come and pick her up, take her out for dinner, and they would talk about the things that, you know, dating couples talk about. Movies and books and would you like another glass of wine and not, mm-hmm. you know, should we put the dog down? Mm-hmm. And then he took her home and, you know, put his hand on the doorknob and she said, oh, no, I, I don't do that on the first date. So she made him wait and after a couple of months, they had an occasion, he invited her for Fourth of July weekend out to the lake house where he was holed up mm-hmm. and the stars were out and, you know, they mm-hmm. it happened. And mm-hmm. if there's ever been a sexual chemistry with a couple, it can always be revived if the circumstances mm-hmm. are right and your heart is open. Mm, that's a very important statement that you should make again on this program. Say that again because I think a lot of people don't believe that. Please say, make that, say that again. I will. And this is true. This was tr- done in a... In a, in a Proved in a marriage study done by Judith Wallerstein, if there has ever been sexual chemistry between a couple, no matter how long it's been dormant, if the circumstances are right and your heart is open, it can be revived. Mm. If there Uh, never was sexual chemistry, you can try as hard as you want uh, mm, in midlife mm. to revive uh, the the spark in a marriage, and in that area, it probably won't come back because it never was there. Mm. Wow. Now, in this whole, you refer in this book, let's talk about men a little bit because we were just talking about this couple. Mm-hmm. You you talk about the second adulthood 
in your book. How is that affecting men? Well, funnily enough, um, men are, you know, they're, they're in a catch-up phase. They're not quite ready for the seasoned woman. Um, some are, of course, but the men that I wrote about, and I didn't do as much interviewing with men by far as I did for women because this was a book primarily focused on women. Mm-hmm. Most of them who are single in middle life are really looking for a replacement wife. Mm. You know, they had a woman who, you know, provided them with the only intimacy they had in most cases and, you know, prepared their social life and kept everything going for them so that they could be uh, focused primarily on their careers and have everything else taken care mm-hmm. of in the, by the wife. Well, <clears throat> women their own age don't want that role anymore. They've been there. They don't want to defer anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of the reasons they go to younger women. Uh but then younger women often want to have another child and start that whole process again. So do those marriages last? What? The replacement with the younger woman, do those marriages last or does it depend? It depends. Um, if he really wants to have another family and she's hungry to do so because of her biological cock, it can be quite wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> if he's not, if he's really done that, been there, and uh, gets involved with somebody who, for all the right reasons, wants to have a complete life and a family and mm-hmm. children. It can be really, really tiresome, and it's another set of obligations. Uh, and also, if you know, a lot of men got married a little too soon and felt they, you know, couldn't escape the marriage, couldn't take chances in their career because they had a lot of responsibilities. It's really not maybe so much fun to go back there again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it doesn't always work out. But the men I interviewed were so funny. They they had this these unrealistic expectations. They were in their mid fifties. They were some of them had been downsized. You know, they weren't a ten anymore, but they were still looking for a ten. Mm-hmm. They when you ask them, you know, what's your idea of why do you get so angry when you go to the single stances and you don't find what you're looking for? What would be, you know, your first requirement? Well, she should be blonde and have a great body, and then, you know, if there's chemistry and we share some interests, that would be even better. Mm. So you say, well, you know, what's the equivalent to being blonde and having a great body? You know, having a full head of hair and uh, mm-hmm. having a great, uh, important job. Mm-hmm. But it takes them a while to to catch on, and when they run into the seasoned woman, one that they like, they'll find that she probably doesn't want to spend all her time with him. Mm-hmm. She really values her girlfriends mm-hmm. because they'll be there for the long right. haul right. and he might not. And she really wants to go to the spa alone for mm-hmm. a week. And he'll mm-hmm. say, what? She could be with me and she wants mm-hmm. to go alone to a spa? Right. Well, sometimes why older women go with younger men. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because they're more liberated. All right, Gail, we're going to take a break. We have another segment with the incredible Gail, Gail Sheehy, whose new groundbreaking book is Sex and the Seasoned Woman Pursuing the Passion of Life. And I'm sure you remember Gail Sheehy from her book, Passages, which is now in its 30th anniversary. And the Library of Congress's surveys shows that it's one of the top ten influential books of our time. Um, Stay tuned, folks. She won't be calling in. But, again, you can log on to SeasonWomensNetwork.com, and you can write to Gail through that. Uh, You're listening to Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. 
You want to know about it? We want to talk about it. Voice.VoiceAmerica.com If you are a self-published author or an independent publisher, you know how difficult it is to gain maximum exposure. For the latest ways to increase publicity for your work, tune in to On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. On the show, Maxine will interview thriving independent authors and give you the opportunity to call in and have your questions answered. She will also teach you fresh and innovative ways to gain more visibility and enhance sales for your book. The printed word has the ability to record culture and make history. Once again, that's On the Same Page with Maxine Thompson every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. Make your words count on voiceamerica.com. Encountering the Master Influence with host T. Joseph Sherman brings proven eternal values to the natural and supernatural human experience. T. Joseph Sherman and his guests share experiences of supernatural encounters, the awakening of spiritual realities, and finding divine destiny and purpose through experiences with God. This abundant life was created in Jesus Christ, the first man to host God in his body before time began, and each person can live in it. Live an abundant life mentally, emotionally, financially, physically, and relationally. Tune into Encountering the Master Influence with T. Joseph Sherman, broadcasting every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. How can you have a better life on your terms? You can have a better life because you can become better. Stop waiting for everything around you to change. Tune in every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Voice America for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. David Martin, an internationally recognized speaker, will teach you what successful people are doing. So join us Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. Right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living. And I'm Patricia Raskin right here on Voice America on voiceamerica.com. Positive Living is on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. You can go to voiceamerica.com and listen to the archive shows and log on to my site as well, raskinresources.com, for my book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. We have on a fabulous guest today. She is such a groundbreaking author, really a pioneer in her work and her study of life and of passages. Her name is Gail Sheehy, and I'm sure many of you remember her for her book, Passages which the Library of Congress survey has shown to be one of the top ten influential books of our time, and it is now in its 30th anniversary. Gail Sheehy has written many books since then. Her newest book and and groundbreaking book is Sex and the Seasoned Woman, Pursuing the Passionate Life. This illuminating book explores formerly taboo subjects by sharing the candid stories of women ages 50 and up, they look at exploring relationships, sex, and other passions with extraordinary openness, and it has just been published. You can log on to seasonedwomansnetwork.com. 
Welcome back, Gail. Hi, Patricia. Okay, let's talk more about you interviewed over 400 women for this book, which included driving across the country to meet women from diverse backgrounds and lifestyles. How did you sort through all that material to produce this insightful work? Well, I had to first uh, decode all the responses to my website questionnaire and kind of categorize the women, and I broke them down into passionates, women who uh, were independent, working for themselves, uh, and either married or single, they had passionate uh, love and sex lives. If they were single, they usually had more than one man they were seeing, uh, and they were confident and brimming with uh, excitement. Then there were the seekers who wanted to be like the passionates, but they hadn't gotten there yet, and sometimes they were just uh, too shy or uncertain about how to proceed and not quite daring enough to try Internet dating and or not confident about their body, and they hadn't really taken much uh, many steps to get themselves in a position where they wanted to. Uh, By the way, you've mentioned Internet dating a few times. Do you, you believe in that or you think that's a good thing? Internet dating? Mm-hmm. I think it's a great thing for women in this age group because it, it eliminates so much of the danger and the embarrassment because they can, you know, put their profile out there and review the profiles of men and, different, and use different websites. And what happens is you learn a lot about yourself. Um, you learn how people... Um, Apprehend you. You know what? What? What kind of vibes are you throwing off? Um, if you're bitter, and, or if you have, you know, all kinds of uh, uh, requirements or unrealistic expectations, you'll find out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll also find out what's out there. And so, you know, it's like any good research project. <laughs> you've got to find out what the lay of the land is before you know how to operate in it. Mm-hmm. So, I find that the women who've actually, you know taken the trouble to learn how to do internet dating um, have, if nothing else, met a lot of new friends. Mm -hmm. And one woman told me, you know, she met all these different men and then the most unspeakable tragedy, her only child, her son, had a sudden brain aneurysm and died. And six of the men that she'd met online and become friends with came to the wake. Mm. And they were her support group. Isn't that something, huh? Yeah. So that's really, you know, it's the global community. I mean, we're getting we're getting very close. That's right. Yes, the internet has really helped us there. Yeah. yeah, that's wonderful. What do you say though? Now this is a little different, and and so and we're we're, we're getting close to time. So in a short answer, a woman hearing this show today, who may be a caregiving woman, she's in the old role bound patterns in a marriage, and she really is listening to this with kind of yearning, but she doesn't want to break up her family. That's a tough one, Gail. Well, if her husband is sick, that's something different. Um, And my husband has been sick. And most men, when they're sick or scared, you say, how are you feeling? You'll get the stock monosyllable, Mm -hmm. you know, fine or okay. Mm -hmm. You'll get much information. Mm -hmm. And then you have to kind of work your way through being a caretaker of the soul. Mm -hmm. You know, let the medical team take care of the body, but, you know, you're there to... Keep the soul nourished and offer good, healthy food and music and laughter and massage and foot rubs and so on. But you can't do that to the exclusion of taking care of yourself. Because mm. you can't keep being a caregiver if you haven't cared for yourself. And mm-hmm. that is a trap that so many women fall into. Mm-hmm. Um, and when my husband was sick, somebody gave me great advice. They said, take at least an hour every single day to do something that you really love to do. 
Now, if your husband isn't sick, then it's a different issue. Well, then it's a different issue. Then you have to say, wait a second, I've spent my first adulthood pleasing. Right. And now it's time to learn Mm self-mastery. And, you know, in your own life, we were talking during the break, you know, you talked about not only being a seasoned woman but having a seasoned marriage because this is your second marriage. You've been married many, many years, and you're very happy and you've been through many stages. So in the couple minutes we have, what is your secret for being a seasoned woman in a seasoned marriage? You don't have to live in each other's pockets. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I've graduated to grand love. You know, Mm -hmm. I adore my husband. He adores me. I know we will be there for each other until our last breath. Mm -hmm. But I don't spend all my time with him. Um, Ten years ago when he was sick, the way we got around it was he went to California and started a new life as a teacher at the mm-hmm. university in Berkeley. I needed to be in New York because that's where I, my uh, professional family mm-hmm. and my children and grandchildren are. Mm-hmm. So I commute. And that is keeps uh, passion alive. alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my husband grumbled about it a lot. And I just, when, when he wouldn't take another apartment in New York... My best friend and I, who had the same problem with her husband, said, okay, we'll take an apartment. (laughs) And if the boys are good, we'll let them come use it, too. Wow. All right, Gail, in maybe 30 seconds, if people get one thing out of this interview today on sex and the seasoned woman and having passion, pursuing the passionate life, what would you want them to get? I want them to take the risk of pursuing the passionate life. You're going to live for heaven knows how long. You want to have it be so that you wake up every morning where you can't wait to get mm-hmm. that extra time mm-hmm. to pursue your passion. Thank you so much, Gail. Stay on the line. Thank you. Gail Sheehy, groundbreaking author of Passages and its 30th anniversary, and her brand new book, which is Sex in the Seasoned Woman, Pursuing the Passionate Life. You can log on to seasonedwomansnetwork.com. Folks, next week, another great couple, um, Tom and Bobby Merrill, therapists, columnists, and authors of Settle for More. You can have the relationship you always wanted guaranteed. SettleForMore.com, and they have a show on Voice America as well, uh, which has started already. So, folks, you're listening to Positive Living, and remember that um, it's always an honor and pleasure to be with you and to interview such amazing people to help you live the kind of life that you really want to live. And remember that you can log on to VoiceAmerica.com. The show is on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And, again, my guest was Gail Sheehy, and her book um, is... Sex and the Seasoned Woman, Pursuing the Passionate Life, and you can log on to SeasonedWomensNetwork.com. And again, you can also log on to my website, RaskinResources.com, for my book, which is Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. And you can log on to VoiceAmerica.com to hear all of these wonderful archive shows, not just on my site, but all of the wonderful authors and celebrities and experts who have their own shows on Voice America. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin for, for Positive Living and Voice America. Have a great day. You've been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. New voices, new communities, new devices. VoiceAmerica.com.
Expand love and light in the universe. Tune into Miracles Happen, Dreams Do Come True with Iris Jackson every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Each week, Iris and her guests empower, encourage, affirm, acknowledge, and remind us of who we really are, providing tools and processes to fulfill our destiny passionately, victoriously, and joyously. Miracles Happen, Dreams Do Come True is under the guidance and direction of our beloved I Am Presence, the seven mighty Elohim, the ascended masters, and the legions of light, and is given with fervent and heartfelt wishes that all of your dreams come true and are a thousand times more wonderful that you ever dreamed possible. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race star. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard's Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard's Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard's Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. 